Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. We are bailiffs Dave Shumka and Graham Clark. This week, motion to strike a pose. Justin filed suit against his fiancée, Sarah. They are recently engaged, and Sarah is set on taking professionally shot engagement photos. Justin thinks engagement photos are silly, and he is opposed to the idea. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and presents the obscure cultural reference. Now, marriage, previous to the Judge John Hodgman podcast, was awful. Awful. There's a cycle like life. Birth, excitement, growth, decay, death. Now, now, how about this? Here comes a large dragon. Teeth, blood dripping, red eyes. What do I got? A lasso. And I whip it up. I wrap it around its neck and I wrestle, wrestle, wrestle him into the ground. I snap up. I say, sit, dragon. Dragon sits. I say, stay. Dragon stays. Now it's got a leash on, take it for a walk. And that's what, that's where we're at with it now. It stays on command. Hmm. Next, we're going to teach it to roll over, play dead. Guest bailiffs Dave and Graham swear them in. Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that Judge John Hodgman has only ever taken enragement photos? I do. Yes. Over to you, Judge John Hodgman. Uh, Justin and Sarah, you may be seated. Uh, Hello again, guest bailiffs, Dave Shumka and Graham Clark from Stop Podcasting Yourself. For those of you who listened last week, we uh, we now have a, a delightful... Double team of bumbling bailiffs. <laughs> we arrested each other by accident. <laughs> what uh, what hijinks have you guys gotten into? What uh, scrapes have you uh, have you gotten into uh, this week? Did you accidentally did you accidentally uh, handcuff uh, your ankles together? <laughs> yeah, we sure did. <laughs> and we accidentally uh, chained ourselves to the lead float in the in the August parade that happens here in Vancouver. <laughs> if you were listening last week. Uh, Dave Shimka briefly attained best bailiff uh, category, uh, and then got busted back down. They're both they're both still down at medium bailiff. At any time, I could promote one of them to best bailiff. That's a pretty uh, big threat. Yeah, I could also promote one of them to key grip bailiff. No, no, that's some very esoteric set talk. And I am still here in Maine, uh, w, the studios at WERU, with uh, guest engineer Joel. How are you doing, Joel? Great, great to be here, John. That's the most enthusiastic Judge, I've yes. ever heard you. Yeah. We're very excited about okay, this case. This, now it's it's scaring me. All right. Thank you very much, Joel. Oh, Sarah and Justin, are you still there? Yes. We are. Good. You met the whole squad? Yes. All right, mm-hmm. good. And you are in, uh, you are in studio there uh, in New York City, is that correct? Yes. That is and correct. And Argo Studio, does it, do, do I remember that correctly? Yes. Well, thanks. And hello to them as well. So here we all are to hear your dispute about engagement photos. Before we proceed, though, for an immediate summary judgment in one of your favors, can you name the piece of popular culture that I paraphrased as I entered the courtroom, not today, but in the last episode? <laughs> 
All right, I'm not going to make you do that, but I did promise that I would reveal the, the, <laughs> the popular culture reference from last episode, this episode, because I forgot to do it last episode. <laughs> and you guys didn't hear it, and I'm not going to repeat it. But for those of you who remember, bailiffs, Dave and Graham, did you, yep. do you have a, do you have a guess? Yeah, cliffhanger. Yeah, Cl- yeah. Yeah, oh, that's right. Your guess was cliffhanger. <laughs> so last week, uh, we heard a dispute between two uh, women in Las Vegas. The dispute was over uh, the ethical running of charity raffles, and I read a passage, and that passage was from a short story called The Ides of March. Are you getting it yet, Dave and Graham? You remember The Ides of March was the first story in the collection called The Amateur Cracksman? Yep. No? You got it? uh, Yep. We're we're very wary of the uh, Ides of March. Always All have right. been. Yeah, and uh, the author of that uh, collection of short stories was E. W. Hornung. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It was the first story featuring uh, the famed gentleman thief, A. J. Raffles. Ah. Ah. Yeah. A. J. Raffles was the gentle, the anti-hero gentleman thief. He lived in high society, uh, and his crimes were covered up because he was a champion cricketer, <laughs> and uh, and uh, came out around the same time as Sherlock Holmes, and for a long time was considered to be the second most popular character in fiction. And, and now the, the number 26. one. <laughs> yeah, and now number now number one. It's in an alternate universe in which Benedict Cumberbatch stars as A. W. Raffles. I can't wait until they reboot it. Yeah. I'm not, you know what? I'm surprised they haven't. An all-female AJ Raffles. <laughs> what, are you trying to kill my childhood? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Sarah and Justin, I, I, that, that's all nonsense to you, but I'm glad you're here now. <laughs> you heard the thing that I said as I came in. Mm-hmm. Do you know where uh, that came from? Sarah, you were brought into this court against your will, so you get to guess first or make Justin guess first, but you both must guess. Sarah, what is your guess? I'm going to make him guess first. Okay, Justin. All right. Well, I think this is going to anger a lot of people because I'm almost certain it's not true, but I have no idea. So I'm going to guess A Song of Ice and Fire by George R.R. R. Martin because it had dragons in it. <laughs> that is a guess. Put it into the guess book. Sarah, you have heard his guess. Could be right, could be wrong. Only one man will decide, but not yet until you guess. I am likewise clueless. We're going to go with uh, Pete's dragon. I think that's a thing. Also with the dragon. That is a thing mm-hmm. with dragons. And it's a reboot of that movie is coming out soon. So I now know that you are a secret agent for Disney on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and you, sir, Chestin, are a secret agent for George R.R. R. Martin. You found me out. Yeah. So uh, let me say not only both, but all guesses are wrong. That was a, a, a monologue from a movie called The Master, starring Philip Seymour Hoffman, the late Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, as a character loosely based on L. Ron Hubbard and uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> as, his, as his acolyte. Uh, it's a Paul Thomas Anderson film. Dave and Graham, have you seen this movie? Yep. No. Okay. <laughs> 50-50. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's see if we can break the tie. Joel, have you seen this movie? No, I have not. Oh, okay. So what about you, Justin or Sarah? Have you seen it? 
We, I have not. <laughs> nope, obviously not. <laughs> Graham, stay on the line. Everyone else, you can go home. <laughs> uh, I am handcuffed to him. <laughs> yeah, whoops. <laughs> okay, put cotton in your ears. Uh, and, and or watch the movie very quickly. Uh, it's a great movie. Uh, I loved it. Um, I think it's it's not as many people obviously have seen it who should have. It should be 100% yeses around the courtroom. Uh, and I'm disappointed in all of you. <laughs> I, bet, I bet there's one dude listening in at Argo Studios is like, I can't believe it. That's a masterpiece. I'm with you, dude. <laughs> uh, and the reason I picked that one, it's, it's pretty it's pretty thin thread to tie this one in. But uh, Joaquin Phoenix uh, plays one of the most disturbing department store studio photographers ever portrayed on film, Large, <laughs> largely because he is getting drunk on uh, on the chemicals he uses to develop the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so and that ties in because, Justin, you are mad at your betrothed, your fiance, Sarah, because she wants some studio portraits of you guys as an engaged couple. And you think this is a dumb, dumb idea. Expound. Right. That is correct. I think she I think she actually wants to go out into the world and go to various locations and get photos of us for our engagement photos. Um, but I yes, I think it's I, I do not think it's a good idea because I don't think it's it's not actually commemorating anything. It's we, we, the engagement has already happened. We have some photos from that day and this will just be photos of us in random places that have nothing to do with the engagement. Yeah, just photos of you guys in love in some rando places. Who wants that? Boring. Correct. <laughs> Got it. Sarah, how do you respond to this man who you will marry? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I don't think it's a stupid idea. Obviously, I find that his position is, is stupid in and of itself. Um, I think that it's important, number one, to get comfortable in front of the camera before you get married and you're in front of the camera all day. It's also a good time to get to know your photographer um, and that it's not about commemorating the actual act of getting engaged, uh, but rather about the period in which you are engaged. And as you said, celebrating being together. So you're you're saying that there's a practical benefit in that you you log some camera time together and you and you get to sort of audition the photographer before you lock into your wedding photographer. Exactly. Ah, you know what, Dave and Graham? Yeah. Boys, you're not always here. No. So I'm I'm going to tell you a little bit something about the Judge John Hodgman. But we're always uh, in your heart, right? About <laughs> about how many how many people in the room saw the master? That oh, percentage. One. That percentage of time you're in my heart. <laughs> oh, oh goodness. <laughs> well, I I don't I, I I you know, I know a lot of people and I have a very small heart. So <laughs> <laughs> So a lot of time litigants come in and it's just like, I like this thing and I don't like this thing. And that's the argument. And very rarely do you hear someone who's given some thought to presenting a real argument for their position other than I, I don't like it. Right. I like what I like. I have this, and this is not prejudicing me in any way. You know, it's just sometimes you don't hear an argument and, and, and sometimes a, a good argument can win out for a terrible position. So I'm not saying who's right or wrong yet, but I'm just saying I like this, Sarah. I like that you brought an argument to the table other than I want it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, you're on. So, so watch what happens next. Justin. Yes. You've heard Sarah say that this will give you guys some time in front of the camera 
to get to know uh, your good sides together as a couple and to figure out if the uh, audition a photographer to find out if you like what this person is doing before it's too late and he or she takes bad photos of you at your wedding. How do you respond to that argument? I, I think I have two responses. First, the fact that to find out how to get comfortable in front of a camera, I think both of us have been photographed a lot over the past 30-something years of our lives. Um, cameras aren't anything new. I think you know anyone who's seen our social <laughs> media presence has seen a lot of photos of us and that we know how to have a photo taken of us. And second, for the audition, I think the great thing about photos is that they, they're online and that you can see them anytime you want so that for any photographer we're going to audition, we can see all of the past weddings they photographed. We don't necessarily need to have new ones taken of us to audition them. All right. Thank you for that. David Graham. Yes. This guy came back with a good argument. Uh, did you know uh, that both of the uh, couples are, they're, are bo- they're both lawyers? What? Is that true? That is correct. Yes. You're both attorneys? Correct. Correct. What is your area of expertise, Justin? Uh, I am a corporate and real estate attorney. Okay. And Sarah? I work in public interest litigation. Yay. Boo to the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who said that? I object to my bailiffs. (laughs) I am not. I'm. We're here to hear this case, not judge it. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm precisely okay. here to judge these people. I'm used to that reaction. Where do you live? We live in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. Corporate attorney and public interest attorney. Yes. Is this a rom-com? <laughs> <laughs> Is this a rom-com that's being put out by the Disney studios sometime soon? <laughs> Sarah, is that what's going on? I'm I'm picturing like a Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds vibe. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. All right. What, Sarah, what part of Brooklyn do you guys live in? We're in the Cobble Hill, Burham Hill area. And uh, let me tell you something right now. Mm-hmm. This is anti-buzz marketing. You know that restaurant, Kittery? Yes. Yes. Do you like it? We've never <laughs> We've actually, actually never been. been. We've walked by it a lot. I walked by it a lot because it's a main themed restaurant. Did you know that, Joel? No, I didn't know there's such a thing as a main themed restaurant where they serve lobster. Yes, yeah, lobster rolls. You, you know, it's a huge deal in New York right now. You can charge you can charge thirty five hundred dollars for a lobster roll at the Brooklyn Flea. <laughs> We're in Maine right now, you guys know, and I get lobster. I don't know where where, where you're buying your lobster, Joel, but it's four fifty five a pound. That's good. Yeah. It was $9 like two months ago. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. It's a lobster glut up here. Yeah. yeah. But I could take those lobsters, go down to Borum Hill, buy some Hellman's mayonnaise. I'd make $3,500. Make a fortune. Make a fortune. And I had such high hopes for this place called Kittery. It's named after Kittery, Maine. I don't don't want to disparage uh, what they're doing there. So I will stop talking. Sorry, a little, a little shop, a little neighborly shop talk here. Uh, so, and how long have you guys been affianced? Since January. Since January, and when are you going to get married, Justin? Uh, October twenty seventeen. And you're in your thirties, is that right, both of you? Uh, I, I'm about to, I'm about turning thirty in about a month. Oh well, happy birthday! Thank you. I hope no one takes your picture. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope so as well. 
Do you have an aversion to photos of yourself, Justin? Um, I get. Yeah, I I, I will admit that I do not generally like taking fo- having photos taken of myself. Um, I, I won't lie about that. Sarah, yes, is Justin a good-looking guy, or is he deformed in some way? Well, I think that he's a good-looking guy, uh, and I think that's a relatively uh, objective judgment um but i think it's true that he is not necessarily as comfortable which i would argue means it's more important that we practice before the wedding what why do you think you're self-conscious about it justin i think part of it is i i guess i am not the i'm not the thinnest person i have lost mm-hmm. i mean i have lost weight recently but um well i think that is part of it going past i've not always been the thinnest person which i did not like photos being taken of me yeah. You know, as someone who's not the thinnest person myself, it was a hard adjustment to uh, being photographed professionally all the time and then seeing my big fat face on television. It is not, <laughs> it was, you know, when I first saw those Apple ads come out, Dave and Graham, did you get those Apple ads in Canada? Oh, um, delicious. Yeah. They were bi- there. They went all the way over there. Yeah. Uh, uh, apples. You can buy them here. Yeah. Granny Smith. All sorts. Yeah, John Hodgman, Mr. Granny Smith, Grandpa Smith. I got to check my contract. Maybe they owe me some royalties. I didn't know they were going up in there, Canada. <laughs> no, we don't have electricity here. Okay. We're, we're recording this on a wax cylinder. <laughs> in any case, when I first saw myself in those ads, I was like, oh, a whole lot of things about my life have got to change. <laughs> because it's not the, merely the camera adds 10 pounds. Like the that's like uh, because the uh, the Mercator projection of the globe isn't accurate. That's true of any time you are turned from a three D thing into a two D thing. But also, when you are looking at yourself in a mirror or in a reflection in a window, you are choosing your angle. And when someone else is choosing the angle, yeah, you don't look good, or you don't look the way you think you look. Mm-hmm. So I feel you there, Justin. Sure, Sarah, you look fantastic. Oh, I thank you. I agree. I can can just tell. Uh, How long have you guys been dating? Almost five years. And uh, do you cohabitate there? Yes, we do. And you know my position on that? Yes, I do. I am aware. You you are aware of that. My position, Dave and Graham, is I, I dissuade people from living together before marriage, not for moral reasons, but because you are essentially entering into... A financial partnership, which is the worst part of marriage, without any of the fun or protections of marriage. And also, you you get to do the walk over the threshold thing, the carry over the yeah. threshold thing. Yeah, we don't have that. That's just in Canada. What yeah. we do it we do it every time. <laughs> but because you guys are both lawyers, I presume you have a a pre roomy contract, a pre a roomy prenup. Uh, yes, of course. Right. We spend a lot of time negotiating it. Do you guys negotiate in lawyerly fashion about stuff like what are you going to eat today or what what brand of mayonnaise to buy? Not really. Uh, luckily, we try to keep work at work. Do you guys talk to each other like Bill Murray talks to Francis McDormand in uh, in uh, Moonrise Kingdom? Neither of us. I don't think either of us have seen Moonrise Kingdom, actually. We're, two, oh. we're 0 for 2 on movies today. Oh, right. I forgot that I kicked you out, and now I double kick you out. (laughs) Joel, have you seen Moonrise Kingdom? No. Oh, boy. You know what? I'm kicking myself out. Graham, come with me. 
Yep. You've seen Moonrise Kingdom, right? I saw it in the theater. Yeah. That's a good movie. You should see that. As two attorneys who are going to be married to each other, uh, well, maybe you shouldn't see it because it's about... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, that's maybe not the best film. <laughs> it gives you a future vision of your of your of the charming way you will talk to each other as if you were both in court and also uh, the inevitable infidelity. Sorry. <laughs> maybe it won't. Maybe that's just one one example of how it could go. Just think of it that way. Uh, where would you have these photos taken, Sarah? If if you if I were to rule in your favor, I would like to have them. I'm not talking like a multiple day, five wardrobe changes situation. Um, mm-hmm. By for instance, in Prospect Park or the B- Brooklyn Botanical Gardens or where cliche, we did, in fact, cliche, get engaged. Cliche. I know. Okay, no, I'm sorry. I was I, I didn't realize I was talking out loud. <laughs> The place where we actually did get engaged, which is a little park in our neighborhood. Which one? Uh, the Kara, what is it? Uh, Co- is it Cobble Hill Park? I think it's the name. Cobble what Hill if you said, yeah. what if you said a restaurant called Kittery? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. He put the ring in a lobster roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little park off Clinton Street. And yeah. why do? why is it important to you to have these photos? Aside from the practical measure, is there a... A non-lawyerly answer where you actually speak from your heart that could explain why you want this to be done that maybe Justin could respond to? Yes. Um, so I think that it's a he, you know, said that there were some photos of that night and that's true. But generally speaking, we don't have a whole lot of photos of us together that are just the two of us. Um, and I think that this is a really good time in our lives when we're, you know, we're engaged and we're planning our wedding. And it would be, you know, fun to get together and have some really nice photos of us taken when I think we both look really good um, to kind of commemorate us moving to New York and being here and planning everything. Um, so I think it's just a, it's just a nice way to practical things aside, kind of celebrate everything. And there are photos taken of the night, Justin, is that true of the actual day you got engaged? There are photos of the night. I don't think there are that many and there's not, there are none of the actual m- proposal itself. It's just of the, we went out to celebrate afterwards and there are photos of that. How come you have these photos? Who, who took them? Did you have friends along when you proposed to her? Not not when I proposed. I They were waiting at a bar uh, nearby uh, for when, after it was done. So they knew, was it a surprise to Sarah when you proposed to her? Yes. <laughs> a huge surprise. I had no idea. Really? Really. So what happened? What did he do? Um... He had our entire friend group involved. It was the night of the blizzard uh, in Brooklyn, the 23rd of January. Um, Sure. The day that Hamilton was canceled. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It shall go down in history. Our proposal will always be overshadowed. Um, And they, uh, one of our, he had one of our friends text and say she wanted to get together, but she couldn't get a drink until late that night. So we agreed to meet at 10. Um, And then he uh, told me that, you know, we should probably walk the dog before we go to the bar. As we were walking the dog and he kind of made it, made our way to that little park and uh, he told me to turn around and then he proposed and I didn't have any idea what's going on. So, yeah, she, she claims to not remember the next 30 seconds or so really of what happened or what I said. But Um, you think she's lying? No, I mean, I, I'm not accusing her of lying, but uh, she does not, she does not remember the next 30 seconds. Uh, what kind of dog do you have? A little white mutt. 
What is your little white mutt's name? Otto. Oh, and how long have you had him? Almost a year. Uh, we yeah. last September. Yeah, we adopted him last September. This is your this whose whose idea was it? Sarah's. Justin's. Justin, yeah. <laughs> Actually, yes. This is your audition child. <laughs> <laughs> That's what all dogs of newlyweds are. <laughs> It's how you test to see if you can actually care about another thing. Well, well, hopefully our children are better behaved. Oh, I'm sure your children will be lovely if, if and when you have them. And, <laughs> and if and when you do, that will be the day you completely forget all about Otto. This is the harsh, harsh wisdom of the future. Wow. <laughs> well, he's, he's old, so he might not be around when that happens. Oh, well, now. Right, the har- even harsher future. Yeah. <laughs> So, Sarah, you want to replicate a blizzard for your photos, for your engagement photos? <laughs> you know what? That actually would be a pretty good idea. Um, no, I, but it, having it taken place in the actual park, um, that kind of thing, it, weather, it hadn't actually started snowing when he proposed. So the weather itself was uh, it was not as much as remembering the moment and the place and the what little I can remember um, of that time. And how much time out of the day would this take for... Justin, I I can't imagine that we'd want to spend more than a couple hours on like a weekend afternoon. Justin, is that a egregious amount of time? Is that an unreasonable amount of time to ask you to do something? No, I don't think the amount of time isn't is what I would object to. I don't think it's an egregious. We do. I've done plenty of things that are that length of time that I don't enjoy. Yeah, that's that's called marriage. (laughs) (laughs) We're not quite there yet. But do you understand what marriage is, right, Justin? I, I do. Some, some, yeah, that's right. That's this. We're already doing the vows right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, as a rule, I've been asked a couple of times as a fake internet judge to officiate marriages, and I'm like, no, I won't do it because your marriage is not a joke. But if I were ever to do it, I think the entire vows would be, you guys understand what marriage is, right? And you would have to both say, I do, and I'm like, all right, go for it. <laughs> Uh, if I were to rule in your favor, Justin, though, you would have me say to Sarah. Yeah, I'd have I'd request a permanent injunction banning us from uh, having any engagement photos taken uh, by a professional photographer. Or an amateur photographer. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't you guys send me a picture from your actual engagement? I I looked down the docket here says no evidence. Uh, I guess. I, I didn't think that was evidence one way or the other, but I guess it was just an oversight. Would you prefer to even have that photo destroyed or buried? No, I don't think that photo is. I like that photo. Dave Shemka. Yes, sir. You're a married man. Uh-huh. Listeners to this podcast may know that I visited your home to be on your podcast and met your, well, I'd already met your 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 lovely uh, wife and child and dog. Yes. Uh, you have managed to not forget your dog, even though you have an adorable baby <laughs> that my wife is a big fan of on okay. Instagram. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the little, I often catch my wife looking at photos of your child on Instagram. And she often says to me, don't we, don't you have some business in Vancouver? And I'm like, <laughs> Don't, is there some reason that we can go to Vancouver? I'm like, you just want to see, you just want to see that baby you're a fan of. <laughs> I don't blame her. I want to see yeah. her, and I, 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 I get to all the time. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic baby, fantastic uh, family. 
And I apologize, Graham, because you're utterly alone in the world. And I, I need to exclude you from this portion of the conversation because we got to talk about married stuff for a sec. Yeah, but I, I, I have. Shut fun. up, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Although you are the one who saw both Moonrise Kingdom and uh, The Master. So you're oh, I got so much world. time. Yeah, you're our, Yeah. What am I talking? You're best bailiff. I, I should have given the, I should have bumped you up uh, an hour ago. Yeah. Best bailiff for seeing the movies. Now go take a victory lap so I can talk to the man. Dave. Yeah. Lay it on me, John. What do you think about this engagement photo stuff? You got something to add? I, we didn't do engagement photos. I've never heard of it before this time. You've never heard of it? No. I mean, had my wife, then fiance, brought it up, I believe my answer would have been, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Just sort of just floating that I'm not into this. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but uh, and the idea that, look, it's a good argument to get some practice in before your wedding photos. Mm-hmm. But your photographer is not going to be taking one photo. <laughs> You're going to be uh, parsing through thousands of images of the two of you on your wedding day. Mm-hmm. I see. And is this a big thing? Is this just a Canadian thing, this engagement? I've never heard of it. Joel, have you ever heard of it? Well, you look in the papers and you see announcements and they have pictures. Oh, that's true. Joel raises a good point. Are you guys going to put your picture in the New York Times? Sarah, is that what you're after? Fame? <laughs> that is not what I'm after um, at all. I have no real preference regarding the Times or not. What do you want Justin to wear in the photo? Whatever he wants to wear, whatever he's comfortable in. What, well, what does that mean he's going to wear? I was about to say, now I'm a little concerned. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, slacks and a shirt. Depends on what the season is. You want these photos to be like goofy, like barefoot jumping? Or no. like serious hand-holdy staring into the camera or phony candid or look, we're, look, we're trying on clothes. What is, <laughs> what's the mood? <laughs> Yeah, makeover montage. (laughs) I mean, I think this is where you can be what you make of it, right? So there are lots of engagement photos, and we used to, you know, make fun of some of them that are really, really corny. They're peeking around trees at each other and (laughs) that kind of thing. And that is not at all what I'm looking for. Um, I just think that some professionally done pictures of us looking nice would be a nice thing. Do you know what you would like to wear in your engagement photos? Mm, I would probably wear some kind of dress, but I don't have anything particular in mind, no. All right. So you have not art directed this within an inch of its life in your imagination? Not at all, no. All right. Do you have a photographer in mind? No. Uh, We've started looking at wedding photographers, but haven't uh, made any inquiries or decisions yet. And would this just go into a photo album or would it be used for other things? So one thing that I think they can be really useful for are save the dates up to the wedding um, or also uh, on your wedding website. Oftentimes, you know, there's lots of space for photos and most of ours are not. I don't want to say they're not cohesive because I don't think you need cohesive photos to be nice. But, you know, it's not they wouldn't be necessarily appropriate to present to your entire family and friends. They're just all goofy. Um, so some nicer. Oh, I thought they were, I thought you were saying they were nudes. <laughs> I, that's why I wanted to correct myself. <laughs> uh-huh, I got you. <laughs> and Justin, you say that Sarah is a hypocrite because when 
couples send you their engagement photos on a save the date card or whatever, she just laughs and laughs at them and said, what a bunch of dopes. Is that not so? Uh, I think, I mean, we've, we've seen certain engagement on certain save the dates uh, where we've definitely laughed and kind of rolled our eyes at them. Um, I don't, I just on the upside, I don't want them on our save the dates, which not uh, just in general. I don't generally like save the dates that have photos on them. Uh, I, I uh, think that just plain invites look better. I see. May I ask a question? Please. Uh, is By the way, is Graham still taking a victory lap around the courthouse? With his, <laughs> I'm still running. <laughs> we, we gave him a wireless lav. Uh, my question is, are you guys, have you announced your engagement on Facebook? We announced it. We had one photo from the day after that we posted on Facebook, but we are in the middle of the blizzard in the middle of the blizzard. Have you changed your uh, relationship status to engaged? We do not have a relationship status. Oh, at okay. All. Because one thing I noticed is when I did that, I became bombarded with all of the ads on the sidebars on Facebook just become about wedding things. So I was wondering mm-hmm. if maybe you were just su- like getting the suggestion of many photographers coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with offers. No, I haven't been brainwashed by the Facebook ads uh, quite yet. Follow-up question. How many likes did your engagement get? I think it was... I think around 200. That's, Ooh. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, how many people will be invited to your wedding? Uh, only the 200 that liked the photo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. Corporate attorney right there. <laughs> Sarah, where are you going to be married? We're gonna be married in Brooklyn. Do you know? Do you have a location? Yes, we do. It's uh, the old Williamsburg Savings Bank under the Williamsburg Bridge. Oh, sure, fantastic! Mm-hmm. Are you gonna have the reception at Peter Luger's? You know what? Still an option. Uh, I like the way you're thinking so far. So yes, I accept. I will be there. What day, What is the date? <laughs> Next October, we'll send the invite in the mail. Next October? So Mm -hmm. you mean October 2017? Correct. Oh. Oh. Justin, do you want to lose a little bit more weight before photos are taken of you? Uh, Yeah, probably. What are you doing? Uh, I'm trying to eat healthier, and I've been running. Good for you. Running is hard. It is very hard. The best part is stopping. (laughs) <laughs> let me, let me, the only diet tip that ever worked for me, Justin, I'll pass it along to you. Uh, if you do with it, what you will, everyone's different. Everyone's sure. metabolism is different and different things work for different people. But one thing that really changed the game for me mm-hmm. is, uh, it's called the, I can't, I'm don't swear on this podcast. So the don't eat so freaking much diet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which was, that's actually an Elizabeth Gilbert joke from way back. Um, but it, it really is, it, people will say it's not about calories in calories out so much. There's a lot of other stuff going on. But when I, when I basically stopped eating breakfast and lunch, except for a snack in the middle of the day, my whole life changed. I lost a lot of weight and I realized, uh, what real hunger is and how you can manage <laughs> it with just a little bit of food. Rather than sitting down and eating a whole, you know, a whole bowl of pasta or whatever. Sure. 
Okay. That's just, I'm just helping if I can. And so Sarah, what is the date of your wedding again? October what exactly? October of 2017. All right. I'm penciling it in. <laughs> I can't make any promises. Dave and Graham. We'll be there. Yep. <laughs> We're, I'm leaving the baby at home though. Oh. Oh yeah, that's fair. Bring the dog. Joel. Have they picked their wedding DJ yet? Yeah. Do you need a DJ from Maine? I, I think we have a band uh, picked out. Uh, almost. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. How do you feel about psychedelic bands like Moby Grape? <laughs> <laughs> What's that other band, Joel, that you like? Uh, Joe Bird and the Field Hippies. Joe Bird and the Field Hippies. <laughs> what would be a good wedding dance for Joe Bird? What, like, you know, first dance? What? Never Come Down. Never Come Down. Ah, uh, this is going going to be great. We are looking for a song for our first dance. So Joe jo, Joe Bird and the Field Hippies, or what was the other one? The Grape Conspiracy. The Electric Prunes. The Electric Prunes. Ultimate Spinach. <laughs> Ultimate Spinach. Ultimate Spinach. What's a good song from Ultimate Spinach for for the like say the father daughter dance? If that's a thing you're going to do. Uh, their hit was the Funky Freak Parade. So yeah. I don't know if that would good. work. Lock, lock it in, Joel. Lock it in. <laughs> I think I've heard everything I need to make my decision. I'm going, I'm going into uh, my private booth at Kittery Restaurant in in the Borum Hill area, Gobble Hill area, and uh, I'll be back in a moment to make my decision. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. So, guys, as a couple of lawyers, did you do a, a mock trial or anything before this <laughs> with your dog as the judge? Ooh. Oh. We should have, really. The dog's not very nice, so I'm not sure he would have ruled in favor on either of us. Mm. Well, if one of you put pepperoni sticks in your pocket. There we go. Bribery, it always gets your way. Um, for the uh, engagement photos, have, have either of you seen, like, those funny photos of, like, a couple, like, they get attacked by zombies halfway through their engagement photos? Something, like, really wacky like that? Would you be in favor of something like that just as a fun couple's activity? Uh, I st I think I would still be against it. I think those are some of the ones we roll our eyes at. <laughs> mm, fair enough. Uh, do you in like elementary school? Did mm -hmm. you ever have those pictures taken with uh, like a laser background? No. Yes. <laughs> those were awesome, right? I I'd be pro that. Oh, I have. There's some wiggle room. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. We're bringing people together. <laughs> um. Is that uh, engagement photos and then wedding photos and then that's it until uh, death? Death photos? Yeah, you do funeral photos. Funeral photos? I think that's it. I, I don't think we're going to have any photos in between. No no family photos, nothing. He's anti all photos. Are there anniversary photos? <laughs> what, what If you guys made it, say, to the 25-year mark, then would you, would you do a would photo shoot? Would you let zombies attack you back? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't think so. <laughs> if we had a party, maybe we'd have oh. people take photos of the party. Oh, now he's on the pro side. She's again. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's situational. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll be back with the judge's decision on Judge John Hodgman after the break. Hello, I'm your Judge John Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you, our members, of course. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts at MaximumFun.org, and they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, 
Boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I, I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. You may be seated. I really enjoy talking to you guys, and I think you're going to have a good time being married. And I, I'm glad that I enjoyed talking to you because uh, this one was decided within two minutes of <laughs> you guys coming in here. Because what Sarah says is absolutely correct. And not only correct, but it never occurred to me that argument of getting used to having your photo taken uh, and and getting used to a f photographer. Um, it, 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 that makes so much sense. And whether or not she's sincere when she makes those arguments, or it's just something she came up with in an attorney-like fashion to trick 
me into making Justin do what she wants. It was incredibly well argued and really resonated with me. And I think it also resonated with Justin uh, because you could hear how strenuously he was denying that none of that mattered. Because Justin doesn't like to have his photo taken. And I don't blame him for all the things I said before. Having your photo taken is a skill. And snapshots and selfies is not the same thing as getting comfortable in front of a moving image camera or still image camera and getting beyond that self-consciousness and also learning. And this, and in this case, a good photographer will help you learning your angles, learning how to take a photo that flatters your best self. You stick your chin out a little bit, you know, pick your best side, that kind of thing. And, the argument that Justin made that he's had his photos taken a lot of time is like, yeah, they've been taken, but clearly always under duress by you. And you probably don't like the way you look in them because you were self-conscious when they were taken and you're self-conscious while you're looking at them. And in general, anything in life that makes you a little bit anxious or afeard is something you should confront and get beyond. And I'm not saying that you're a scared dude because you're a corporate lawyer. You could probably destroy me, but I'm just saying... <laughs> That the very fact that this is a block for you is precisely the reason why you should smash through it. That's what Philip Seymour Hoffman would say, pretending to be an amalgam of L. Ron Hubbard. That's some true life advice for you. Boom. Just audited you. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other argument's like, but we don't need to audition a photographer because we're seeing their stuff online. Oh, that is so wrong. You have no idea. Because a photographer is always going to have or not have a rapport with you that will make a real difference, both in your comfort level and in the outcome. You know, some photographers uh, take really pretty pictures of big groups or whatever, but it might be the case where, and they might seem really nice in person, but it might be the case where they get to your wedding and they're just taking pictures of the back of your neck, like my wedding. It's basically <laughs> all the photos of my wife and I are photographers like couldn't photograph us from the front to save his life. He's just too shy. He's too shy to get in there. Maybe he thought that was your angle. Yeah. And he may have been right. Here's one guy who is never going to be on camera. <laughs> and you may notice I'm doing a podcast now and I'm not on television. So there you go. He could have been absolutely correct. But for both of those reasons, I mean, I think that that's, those are profound. Not, not only is this an opportunity to do something that makes your future wife happy, which should be a priority in your life as it should be a priority in her life to make you happy. Um, but it is also, I think, exactly what Sarah suggested, a profoundly practical way to audition a photographer and get over your resistance to photographs. That said, Justin, you are entirely right that engagement photos, and I'm sure I'm going to offend some friends now, but in my opinion, and in this court's opinion, engagement photos on invitations, on save the dates, are tacky. And you're basically inviting your friends to make fun of you physically. <laughs> That's not what you want. Tastefully designed, save the dates and invitations uh, convey so much class and photos 
really convey a whole lot of like Christmas card letter feel. It just feels junky to me. And others may disagree, but insofar as you see that I am about to rule in Sarah's favor, it comes with this order and caveat. As a concession to you, Justin, no photos on the invitations or the save of the dates or anything like that. Now, what are the photos going to consist of? We have to be considerate of Justin's time and we have to be considerate of the actual practical purpose that this photo shoot will serve. So I am going to order almost maximum pain for Justin, unfortunately, because Sarah made this argument and you can hold this against her for the rest of your life. <laughs> this is that this was to audition a photographer and auditioning one person is not the purpose of an audition does not serve the function of an audition. You need to do at least two. And I'm going to order three. <laughs> not one, not two, but three photo sessions that will last no more than two hours spread out between now and, uh, uh, and let's say the anniversary of your engagement. Then you'll have seen three photographers and you're going to know which one you, you you like and you're going to know which one you hate and you're going to have conversations about both and when this investment of your time is going to make this wedding photography experience when it comes so much more uh uh what's the word for it dave and graham good yeah good yeah good it's gonna be so much good are you not you're not even gonna believe it <laughs> sounds like i'm running for president all of a sudden <laughs> Um, but these sessions are going to be short. going to be two hours, three weekends, two hours each one. Um, and uh, it, it can be in different locations, but each one has to be one location. It can't be, you can't be going from location to location on the shoot. Just get in there, get through it, and then go have a drink at that bar and take a selfie of yourselves or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? The third one should be a recreation of your engagement. But you can do what you want. But this is my, my suggestion. The third one should be a recreation of your engagement. And then one is a location of his choice and one is a location of her choice. And uh, and then maybe I'm thinking about ordering a fourth at the restaurant called Kittery. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to bust that place anymore. I just want to say there are lots of good restaurants in Brooklyn. Um, in any case, uh, the, such is my ruling. Uh, this is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. How do each of you feel about this decision? I am not surprised. This is basically what I was expecting, but I'm very happy. I think one of my main objections was that, uh, and I'm probably going to be uninvited to a bunch of weddings, was that it wouldn't go on the save the dates. So I'm happy about that. And Sarah, how do you feel? I feel like this was a very fair outcome, um, and I'm hoping that both of us will be happy with how it turns out. Do you regret winning now that you have to do three of them? Not at all. I think this is going to be a great exercise, and uh, if we can get through this, we can get through anything. Well, we wish you the best uh, and uh, many happy returns on your marriage. Thank you very much. Thanks. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. 
Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Dave and Graham, Shumka and Clark, respectively. Those are your last names. Nailed it. You, Thank you. You co-host a delightful podcast called Stop Podcasting Yourself, which yes. is released weekly. Any particular day of the week? Uh, we do Monday afternoons. Monday afternoon, very civilized. People can go to Maximum Fun, find it, subscribe to it. Every Monday afternoon, you're going to get a really fun, engaging conversation between Dave and Graham and a guest. Yeah, a loosey-goosey conversation. A guest, sometimes it's a John Hodgman. Maybe it's a Paul F. Tompkins. Sometimes it's some Canadian person you've never heard of. But we'll learn to love just uh, all the same. You guys know how much I love Canada. And I've been introduced to more really funny Canadian people through your show. And it's such a wonderful picture of Canada. It makes me want to move there. And probably a lot of us will be moving there soon. So it's it's a good entree into Canadian lifestyle. We'll make up a room for you. Thank you very much. I'm sure my wife would love to live in Dave's house with his baby. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Graham, you and I can live together and watch movies. That would be so great. So who named this episode, guys? Thank you to Maxwell Grant for naming this week's episode Motion to Strike a Pose. And thank you to Jennifer Marmer, our able producer, for producing this so ably and also putting in touch with Argo Studio in New York City. Who do we have to thank in Argo Studio? We have Paul Ruest, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Oh, I've worked with him before I when I'm in New York, but I'm not in New York. I'm here in East Orland, Maine at the studios of WERU-FM Community Radio, 89.9 FM in Blue Hill, 99.9 in Bangor, and on the web at WERU.org. Joel Mann is our guest engineer. He's sitting right across from me. Say hello and goodbye, Joel. Hello, goodbye. Joel will be laying down bass with his jazz trio. Every Tuesday at the Pentagon at 5 to 8. That's in Castine, Maine, here on the Blue Hill Peninsula. You guys going to come and check it out or what? Of course. Yeah. All right, Save good. me a lobster roll. Yeah. You can get on here for not $3,500, let me tell you. There's a law in Maine about how frequently you can serve lobster rolls to your servants. You can't serve them only once a week. And is this music he's playing psychedelic? Jazz. 
Mm. Psychedelic jazz. Ooh, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you can catch Joel DJing Justin and Sarah's wedding mm-hmm. next October <laughs> at the Williamsburg <laughs> Savings Bank. <laughs> Remember, kids, keep the dosing low. It's still a wedding, even though it's going to have some incredible music. <laughs> Uh, Judge John Hodgman is going on tour. You've probably heard me say it many, many times. Almost all the venues are sold out at this point. I think uh, if you're in Portland, Maine, uh, or Turner's Falls, Massachusetts, or even Boston, Massachusetts, we still have some tickets available. Uh, If you come to all three of them, there's a special meet and greet for New England weirdos who do that. Uh, I would love to see you guys. And there's a regular meet and greet for everyone who comes to any of the shows after the show. And uh, please come see us in London if you're listening in London at the London Podcast Festival. Uh, All of the details, of course, are at MaximumFun.org on the events uh, sidebar. That's where you find our podcast each and every week. Uh, And if you have a thought to go ahead and review it on iTunes or or, uh, your other favorite podcasting review thing, that that helps. And um, just generally stay in touch because I enjoy hearing from you. And soon we'll be back to normal, Joel. I'll be leaving Maine. That's very sad, Judge. I know. We'll miss you. Yeah, and I'll be going back to back to Brooklyn, New York. Regular bailiff Jesse Thorne will be back. Obviously, he'll be with me on all of the live shows, as well as lots of special guests. And you can always follow along at MaximumFun.org on the Judge John Hodgman page or my own, uh, uh, what's it called? Graven Dam? Website? Website, JohnHodgman.com. Do we have anything else to say, guys? Uh, thanks for having us. God bless. And Joel? It's been real. Yeah, all right. It has been real. Thanks very much, guys. See you next time on the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.